Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of The Spilled Milk Podcast. I'm Austin. I'm Perich. And I'm Kendall. We're just a couple of friends who went out on a whim to make a fun little podcast, and we hope you enjoy listening. Aight, we good? Aight, peace. <laughs> peace, We're baby. done. <laughs> we're done. We're done. <laughs> cut it, cut it, End cut of it episode one. <laughs> All right, hope you guys really enjoyed listening. I mean, it's a good 30 seconds. Uh, please leave a good good view, good review on good these view. first <laughs> good review on these first 30 seconds. Uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be we're going to turn into those people. Follow us here, follow us there, yeah, follow us here. Plug everywhere. All right. That's what good. are what are your relationship or dating icks? What gives you the ick? Oh, really? Like red flags. Dating icks? Yeah, or when you start say you are on a dating app and you meet somebody and you start texting and they what are some icks? What do they say? Things about themselves that you're just immediately like, nope, never mind, back out. Hmm. Like an example would be people who you're like talking to them and the first message, they're just like one word responses. Like, hey, what's up? Oh. What are you doing? Like that, that's an ick. That's a kind of a, a subtle one like a, or a basic one, but. I definitely think one of my icks is like the quick responses because over text it's so hard to read whether or not they're either just one not interested or two they're just like busy or something like that it's like hey you want to get together this saturday if they say i don't know like it's it's not worth it that's ick Mm -hmm. that 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 is an ick right there and on the opposite side of that too i think it's annoying if you don't respond for a while and then they keep texting you and keep sending you messages yeah mm. i definitely was that guy like sophomore year <laughs> really? I, had, I had a couple crushes on some chicks and i like they wouldn't respond to me for a couple of hours like three or four hours and i'm like i'm like bruh like why not like just please answer me yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't so then i would send another text and then they wouldn't respond for like two days and then i'd see them at school a couple days later you know and then it's just like weird and I feel like that second text always comes off so aggressive, especially if it's in the same day. It comes off like pick me for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge pick me. I'm a pick me girl. Have you ever dated someone or gone on a date with someone who was pick me? Uh, no. I feel like my my like relationship compass definitely steers away from pick me girls. I feel like my ex was kind of a pick me. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. I, I can't, like, name specific instances, but, like, the mannerisms was, like, a little bit pick me. What do you think's your ick that you give people? That I don't shut up. Mm. Hmm. I talk so one. much. I talk so much. The first thing the first thing my current girlfriend's parents both said to her, obviously it wasn't, like, to me, but they were like, he's a talker. <laughs> that's for sure. He's a talker. But that's definitely what people would say about me. What do you think mine is? I feel like you are a little emotionally unavailable sometimes. You're not super, like, touchy-feely with your emotions. Oh, okay. I could see that. I kind of agree. I think you're a little, like... I feel bad. Was that mean? No. (laughs) I feel like you're, like, you, you, like, if something bothers you or, like, frustrates you, you have to be around a certain, like, comfort level with the people to, like, verbalize it. Yeah, true, 100%. For sure. What do you think yours is, Kendall? Well, I was going to ask you guys what you think, but after playing Who's Most Likely To last night and <laughs> losing bad, I don't think I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I, th- I think it could be a couple of things. Maybe I'm, I can definitely be very overly sensitive and mm. 
overreact about things mm-hmm. at times. Yeah. I'm also, I'm a little tiny bit jealous. Oh, I'm a little yeah. bit. Well, I think <laughs> I'm a little bit clingy. A little bit. I mean, d- on a scale from one to ten, because I think if you're anything above a three clingy, then you can call it clingy. But like, then I'm clingy. I think everybody's a to a degree sure. is clingy. Especially in relationships, if you're dating someone yeah, that, that you true. truly love and want to be with. I mean, I'm totally like, yes, I will see you every single yeah. day. For lack yeah. of better terms, you cling to seeing them. Yeah. 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 And you look forward to it. I think it's weird in relationships if you can, you're really, really okay with not seeing them for a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah. One, like one of our friends, Emily herself is so independent that she's, she's super okay with um, mm. being not necessarily alone, but doing what she needs to do as Emily not Emily plus someone else. And I think I think that's good. Mm-hmm. I just think she she's her, not in a bad way by any means, but like on her in her relationship spectrum, she's more on that the side of like I want to be Emily frequently, which is which is good and that's kind of just part of her personality. Yeah. I think that's super important every relationship though yeah. to have that maintain that independence because I think it's super easy to become codependent on one another. Mhm. Mhm. Like I think it's healthy to, or I think it's unhealthy to spend twenty four seven with your significant other and be everywhere and live together or whatever. But like, I don't know. I feel like those couples that don't live together already, who are always together, it's not, it's not good for that relationship. Nope. In my in my third per- third person mm-hmm. eyes, mm-hmm. why? I don't know. It's just. It it does seem like you're codependent on each other, and mm-hmm. without the other person, then you just break down. And you can't live life on your own. That's fair. I think it's also the fact too, in that kind of situation, you're not making time for the other relationships in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think whether your thing is family or friends or whatever, those are really important and valuable relationships to have in your life. In addition to the person you're with romantically. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's funny you say that. I, because now that I, for my for my job, I used to work in an office, and I became actually really good friends with a couple of guys that sat around me that were around my age. And then, when I got my promotion, now I work fully remote, and I, the only times I really leave my apartment is during the week, maybe to see my family, maybe have dinner, or like go to the store, and kind of excluding weekends because anyone can kind of do whatever on a weekend, but when it came to doing a long distance relationship in my current one, like I I had to find a lot of things, especially recently that made me happy to do, but also like to get out because working alone or fully remote, if you're not like travel remote, it Mm. becomes very secluding. And that was big for me as it took me, I mean, for the, for the majority of like December and and parts of January, like I didn't really do very much during the week or on the weekends just because I, I just wanted to hang out. But when I just chill alone every day by myself for like two straight months, being a very extroverted person, it definitely takes a chip off yeah, off part of my like almost like mental strength. Because then it's like then I go out and I love hanging out with people. So, yeah, I feel like as someone who just recently got out of a relationship, I it was wild how much time I felt like I suddenly had to devote to other things in my life and not even just other relationships. Like I was saying earlier, but your passions too. It's important 
to have hobbies and to take time to work on your own projects or things that make you happy on your own. Like music for you. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Like I would say, I told you guys, I used to be super big into songwriting and I hadn't written a full song in probably like two years. And then after my breakup, I think I was just also feeling so many emotions, but I like wrote the first full song and it was, it felt so good. I was so satisfied and fulfilled from that. And I think those things are just really important for everybody to have. I agree. It's easy to lose those things. But um, as we were talking about earlier, now that we've like identified some of our potential icks about <laughs> ourselves, <laughs> like how would you feel like, like for you, Austin, like you said that you're chatty. Like how would you feel being with someone who's super chatty? Like, do you really think that's like a bad thing? Um, well, I've thought about this a lot and I've actually talked to my parents about it especially in the beginning of my current relationship because they were almost not doubtful or worried but but they brought up vocally like you know you know that she's very quiet and I'm like yeah I know she's very quiet she's not like that with me though and they go well think about think about when you go out and do things with people do you think she can carry a conversation and integrate into friend groups or maybe you have a, a work event in the future like long term do you think that she could do this or that and it's like well yeah but then that sparked thought to where it was like if i had somebody that was as chatty as me i feel like we'd be constantly battling mm -hmm. to have our voice heard and yeah. if we went out in a friend group and they're super chatty just like me and they're trying to get to know my friends or i'm trying to get to know their friends then it'd almost be like we we both would dominate every conversation mm -hmm. all the time and then we'd end up battling each other for power mm -hmm. over the conversation and i'm so i'm glad that i don't haven't i'm not like in a committed relationship or haven't been with somebody who's as not shut up -y as me mm -hmm. for sure and i think that's why they say opposites attracts and opposites attract in a relationship mm -hmm. um because it's like good to have like things in common so that you can do things together and not just be complete opposite people and don't have anything in common to do with them. Well, then let me ask you then, Perich, because mm. you're not quiet necessarily, sure, but you're not super chatty. I'm like shy unless I'm comfortable with a certain yeah. person or a group of people. But like take Kendall's question and, and I ask that then to you is like, what what's your, almost a different question, but like what's your too chatty versus not chatty enough like how would you feel in those certain types of relationships um i mean i think i would probably look for someone like in the middle ish i mean like i'm a quiet guy but i also don't want to just listen the whole time mm -hmm. you know like i would get annoyed if someone was just talking the whole time not letting me talk mm -hmm. but i would also not like to be silent with like on a date or something. Yeah. You have know. nothing to talk yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like an interesting thing about you though, because I think you're just one of those people you do listen and observe in social settings mm. a lot. But I think when you say something, it is either like really funny or really a really valuable point to add to a conversation. Yeah. Mm. Well then, then I piggyback the question <laughs> to you. Cause I know you're very socially and bubbly in your last relationship. It wasn't like he wasn't socially and bubbly, but he was kind of like my current relationship to where he was, mm -hmm. he was, he quiet was, he was quieter. On yeah. How would you feel if somebody was as bubbly as you were? I think the same thing with you, because I think in certain situations I am like sometimes overly chatty, mm -hmm. but I honestly, I do kind of agree with the opposites attract, but to a certain extent, 
Um, I do think the what's the saying like birds of a feather flock together the opposite. I think something like that. Mm. I think that can also be kind of true. I do think when you date someone who's very different from you, you learn the most from those kind of people. 100%. They like, mm-hmm. encourage you to try new things and expand your horizons and see things in a different perspective. And like, I think in our case, Austin, when we're talking about being the loud one in something, it's like, I think I learned a lot about, I think I became a better listener by being with somebody who was quieter mm-hmm. because oh. it's like what mm-hmm. they have to say is important, but like sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to be the person to really give them their platform and mm-hmm. make it clear. Like, no, you can, you can say things too. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or like if somebody, something that I tried to do and still, still try to like frequently do now is if me, if me and her are, are together and we're kind of in a multiple person conversation, three, four, five, some people, you know, is almost like physically turn my body kind of like yeah. towards her in like the way of like, you can talk now. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I'm not like, not like allowing her to talk, but it's like, Hey, yeah. yeah. Here, right. y- like this, I'll shut up this, for a second. This applies to you. <laughs> yeah. I know you think yeah. X, Y, Z about this topic. And yeah. then, and then that definitely for sure. shuts me up and lets her talk more frequently. I was just going to say, to your point, I think that is a good thing, though, in whatever way you do it. Like, for me, I was always kind of just, like, very directly, like, I don't know. What do you think, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's really important, and I think that's another pro to dating someone who's different from you. You, like, almost gain not – I don't know if empathy is the right word, but you're just more conscious of, like, people operate in social settings or mm-hmm. any kind of setting differently. And I think it just makes people feel really seen when you put in the effort to, like – bring them into something that maybe isn't always there mm-hmm. in their element. I see, I see what you're yeah. saying. But also like on the other side of that, it's like as a person who, who is a shy person, it it's, it's kind of frustrating when someone just turns at you and then what the, do you whole, think? the whole group. Tell me, tell me what you think first. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets kind of overwhelming. Not for me personally, but like I, I know people who, definitely get scared of that in like a social setting. yeah i think that's fair i think i consider myself a generally outgoing person like i i don't have a hard time talking to new people or if i like in the past when i'd meet my ex's friends like it wasn't hard mm-hmm. for me to get along with them and stuff but i think like there's always going to be a time and place where someone's uncomfortable and i think that's completely overwhelming when everyone turns to you and you're not ready to right. give your input on something. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, I had another question I was going to ask, like, because you know how, and I think people say this, not just about relationships, but life as well, just that you learn something from every experience. Do you guys agree with that? Like, do you think that every relationship or every person you've dated, had a fling with, like, did you learn something from being with them? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I could probably tell you, like throughout high school, I probably had four ish, maybe five girlfriends during high school. And like freshman year for me was all acclimating to high school and like fig- maybe figuring out a relationship, have a couple of crushes. But like sophomore year, I dated a girl and thinking about it, she's kind of a pick me girl mm-hmm. a little bit. And like she was the person to where it's her way or the highway type of thing, like reflecting back on it. And and one of my really good friends at the time was like, man, I don't, I don't, I, n- I know her. Mm-hmm. I, d- I don't, I don't recommend it. Like, just, yeah. just trust me. And I didn't, and I, I didn't trust him and I just kind of ran with it. And then 
I ended up breaking up with her just because I felt that this weird clingy pick me Mm -hmm. it's my way like i i don't want to necessarily do what you want to do type of thing so then that taught me like to be totally okay with doing what they want to do but understanding like a balance in a relationship was the first step and then another big one for me was my my senior year and um my senior year i dated a girl and we ended up not having a fling a couple years later, but we hung out a couple a little bit later. But we dated and did a bunch of stuff, had a bunch of fun together. But then it turned into almost like a I had to be a sponge for her problems, and I love that. I think it's great. I think to a certain degree, you most definitely need to learn how to do that. But when it comes, it's like it was like filling up a sponge that had zero room for extra water. It was cons- or like a suitcase that you yeah. keep trying to stuff clothes into mm-hmm. that you haven't been able to close for three days because you have that many clothes. And then it just became overwhelming. And that taught me that. And then later when we kind of hung out, she, like I almost got played mm. to where, and that, that's a whole story. But I like, that's when I really learned, like if they don't give you a time of day, Austin, just just back up you're going to be happier that you don't waste another minute of the of your time on this because it's to it's pointless it's pointless to just sit here and wonder and wait for the text and blah 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 just if they're into you it'll work if they're into you they're going to text you back if they're, they're gonna, into you they're going to find they're time. Go, they're going to w- yeah. find time to hang out yeah. with you you know that. so like those were three like those are the three lessons that i yeah. like learned from dating that have definitely like set me up for success in my current yeah. long-term relationship 100%. i think like just to comment on that, I think one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten in terms of a relationship is if they wanted to, they would. And that sounds so simple mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. cliche. Yeah. But like, it's I so feel true. like you see that in so many relationships. It's people talking about things that could have happened or almost happened or they're saying are going to happen. But mm-hmm. yeah. if that person wanted it to happen, it would have it would have been done a long time ago did you ever did you ever were you ever in a relationship or like flirt with somebody and either either of you can answer this because this is a super general question but like were you ever in like talking to someone and they were the person like where you were like hey let's go hang out on saturday and they're like yeah sweet and then friday night they'd cancel on you could like consistently cancel and then and then they'd snapchat you when at 1 30 but you were supposed to meet at one and they're laying at their bed laying like laying on their bed alone um, I've had like occasions of that happening, but not like consistently. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, like, I mean, I get it. I'm an understanding person. They're tired. They're busy, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, if it happens consistently, that's when I know it's like a red flag and I need yeah. to get the fuck out of there. True. Yeah. I agree. I don't think there's anyone I can think of from my past where that was a really big consistent thing. But I, I do think I had something like that where it, it wasn't in terms of spending time together, but it was in terms of like something happening Mm -hmm. sometimes it was planned sometimes it was something they were going to do like yeah yeah what about you have you ever had anyone who bailed on you consistently um no because i'm sexy (laughs) (laughs) no i'm kidding okay um (laughs) i think maybe maybe here and there but I didn't. I couldn't tell you like one specific person that I had been yeah. in a relationship with that was like that. I the only reason I ask is I a couple of my friends in college 
were like that. Mm-hmm. And even now, I mean, with my with my family, we have some family friends that's like um he or she is trying to consistently hang out with the same person mm-hmm. and it's been like two or three years they mm-hmm. always cancel mm-hmm. or they it don't they only do it if it's convenient for them. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are you doing Saturday? Oh, nothing. Hey, you want to hang out? Oh no, I might have a thing. Mm-hmm. Like consistently. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know I have a couple family friends that are like that. Mm-hmm. And and me, I I just like listen to it and like watch it and I'm like just run. Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth it mm-hmm. you've literally wasted two years of your life going absolutely absolutely nowhere yeah just run it's also like really frustrating when you're like i've had this happen once to me where it's like you're planning a big thing months in advance and you're trying to make plans and you're trying to clear the your significant other's plans and then they say they're good and then they bail on you last second so then yep like it's really frustrating it was fine it was a great trip and like in the end i had a whole lot of fun but like if you say you're going to go somewhere with me months in advance, best believe you should go with me. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I know yeah. the exact 100%. thing. And yeah. I, I'm with you there. It's 100%. really frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that happened to me, too. I was the first guy I ever had a real kind of long term thing with. Like we weren't exclusive, but or we weren't we didn't have a label on things, but mm-hmm. we were like we were together mm-hmm. and, yeah. and everyone around knew it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But basically like this man, he was a straight up pathological liar i've never seen anything like it like lied about every little thing like down to the last detail like when he met certain people where he was born where he lived like everything but i was on and off with this guy for like two years and he and this was keep in mind this was his idea i never would have asked this of him considering where our relationship was but he said that he would come to my house on Christmas to meet my family for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited. And like, I think it was like Christmas Eve where he Snapchatted me and was just like, yeah, I don't know about tomorrow. Like, I don't know if it's going to work out. And like, he just stopped being responsive. And I was just trying to like figure out like, you know, like we're planning everything tomorrow around you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then he bailed on me christmas probably like afternoon too like he didn't even it wasn't like a he let me know first thing in the morning it was like at his convenience and i think he he could have been lying to me about this too but i think he literally just went like skiing or something Mm -hmm. and things like that like that's so awful like how can you do that to a person and i think that's like why i asked my question earlier about like if you always truly learn something and i think from that particular relationship i did learn a lot of different things but Mm -hmm. there are also moments where it's like I don't feel like I'm learning anything from you. You're just wasting my time. Yeah, 100%. And that is it. <laughs> and, like, all I'm learning from you is that, like, I like I just can't trust you. And it's just, I don't know. I would almost argue, though, from hearing that story, like, you, you did learn something. And it, and it is your, it's your boiling over point to sure. where yeah, you learn. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah. I, I'm a huge believer in, like, you, everything that has happened and happening currently in your life you it will be applicable later yeah mm-hmm. i yeah, you, I, I cannot tell you when i agree it could be you could do something today and it, you use it tomorrow mm-hmm. or something like that to where a couple of years ago you're in a relationship and then now you know not necessarily for a certain point in time but like moving forward past that like what yeah. your boiling point like i said yeah yeah and then I, you like you know what to look for and what not to look for yeah. and like mm-hmm. even just like not like a romantic relationship or like just a friendship in general yeah yeah what just annoys you about a person yeah totally i feel like 
that is probably the the strong the the biggest thing that you learn from each relationship is what you never want to have again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So but yeah, you kind of answered your own question. Yeah. You do, <laughs> I, you do, you so. do learn <laughs> any something, something. You never know. What are your what are the most attractive qualities? What are your green lights? Besides curly brown hair, I I something that I really like is I like someone who can be both sides of the spectrum when it comes to doing things. My current relationship, mm. she loves going out and doing stuff, going to hockey games. Mm-hmm. She she's become a big fan of football this past year, and I'm still trying to swear to the correct football team, <laughs> right? But the obviously the Dallas, the obviously the Dallas Cowboys. It's <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. That's the correct answer. That's the correct answer. Um, but like on the spectrum of going out and doing stuff, and because there's there's nothing better than going out and having dinner and going to a hockey game or going out and doing something yeah. together, especially because you know you're going to spend money. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to spend money to mm-hmm. go do fun things. Yeah. But then there's other times on the other side to where, hey, you just want to watch some TV tonight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. And you watch four and a half movies straight <laughs> next mm-hmm. to you. know, it's 11.30 yeah. at night. Yeah. And you're both like dozing off. That mm-hmm. That's what I really like is because yeah. is, that's how I am. It's very. Yeah. I like, I like yeah. to do both sides. I love that too. What about you, Purge? Um... Well, like the first thing I look for in a girl is just like simply a kind person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like at, I can usually see it like mm-hmm. right when I meet someone. Like doesn't like a man, a woman. Mm-hmm. Like when I meet someone, I can tell through like their voice, their heart, their eyes how kind of a person mm-hmm. they are and what kind of person they are. Mm-hmm. And that's like the first thing I look for. But I mean, other than that, I'm pretty open. To yeah. That. Yeah. I'll never understand those people who can still consider someone a good person even when they witness them treat other people mm-hmm. like shit. 100%. They're just yeah. like they never did anything to me though. Yeah. But like right. they do you trust that person? Yeah. Do you really trust that they'll never do right. something like that exactly. to you? You imagine, watch them do it to everyone uh-huh. around you. Yeah. Um, imagine they do it they act perfect when they're with you. Right. And then you yeah. hear all of these other things and then you yeah. struggle. You're like, well, I don't believe that. Yeah. I've never seen them be mean to yeah. the people. Right. And then something like triggers them and then it happens mm-hmm. and then it like floods in. That's like, why it's like yeah. good yeah. to like listen to your friends sometimes. Cause like your friends are yeah. your mm-hmm. third, third, pers- third person perspective type, yeah. of, type mm-hmm. of people. Like they see things that you don't mm-hmm. and you so, never will. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's good to listen to them and what they have to say about you and your relationship or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah agreed yeah what about you kendall um i guess this is more so a quality of a person um but i think something i learned from my last relationship i think my absolute favorite thing about him was how patient he was mm. um mm-hmm. whether that was with me or just with other people because i think i'm someone who can tend to get frustrated or upset with people somewhat easily at times and to be with someone who really I think he really just taught me to take people as they are and not how I want them to be, you know, mm-hmm. um, hmm. meeting people where yeah. they're at. But like there yeah. were times where I know I was incredibly difficult to be around. Um, and he was just like patient. He never raised his voice. He never mm-hmm. he just sat there and like listened to me, like say things. And then mm-hmm. it's just like, all right, you're good now. <laughs> like, yeah, there is. Yeah, I love that. I appreciate that. I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I good. think I think one of the coolest attributes anybody can have is being patient mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. there's nothing cooler than mm-hmm. meeting the most patient person you've ever been around yeah i think that's so mm-hmm. cool yeah and like, it takes 
I'm so sorry. No, no, I was I was done. I was probably <laughs> just I was just mumbling. I was, I was just gonna say like it takes a lot for a person to be that way too. It is not easy to be yeah. patient in mm-hmm. any situation, Mm-mm. whether that's like something like waiting in a line or mm-hmm. just like dealing with a difficult person. But like yeah. people who can take that, like you have, you are very resilient mentally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I I totally agree there for sure. I think patience is a is not only a virtue but it's one of those things to where if you want to be successful in a relationship but also in even individually yeah in you, life you can, in general if you can be patient you you will be successful yeah 100 percent for sure um to go back to your point perch about listening to your friends and stuff have you ever found in your experience that there have been times where your friends or family were seeing things that weren't actually there or wrong about something Um, not in like my relationships but i have been the friend that has been the third eye seeing Mm -hmm. how like a relationship is not healthy and i've been i mean i've given advice it's like love makes you blind you know and like it's hard for them especially after a long long long-term relationship for them to let go of something that they think they they have like a like a blurred vision of Mm -hmm. like what it actually is yeah, I think that's yeah. especially common at our age. I mean, we're all yeah. in our early 20s, mm-hmm. you know, and I think some people start the dating game really young, but I think most of us here, like, we didn't have our first really serious relationship until, yeah. our, like, we were around, like, what, 19, 20? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think at that age as well, it is so easy to get those, like, rose-tinted glasses yeah. because it's your first time being in love, feeling so much all at once. Yeah, 100%. I think it takes like an emotional maturity. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like there's a, there's an age where you mentally understand to a greater degree, like love mm-hmm. when you look back at like your parents, obviously when you're like 13, obviously, you know, your parents love you. But like, if I, if you asked me when I was 13, like, tell me what, what love means from, from a f- familial aspect, mm-hmm. I would give you two completely different answers mm-hmm. from yeah. today yeah. and yeah. when I was 12, 100%. 13. And I think that kind of goes to relationships because the honeymoon phase, mm-hmm. I would say realistically up until you're probably in college ish is all lovey dovey mm-hmm. way long, way longer in high school yeah. because uh, people actually really, really care about what you look like. Mm-hmm. People care about what other people think that I look like and, and you you're so inward and outward, but then mm-hmm. something that college really does for me and I know a lot of other people is shift your mentality to not necessarily caring what people think, but mm-hmm. also you learn a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's just like the the maturity that hits after a certain amount of time to understanding love yeah. and like yeah. what it could be or what's what's the difference to like, man, I really like this chick and like I, I love this woman, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, or I love yeah. this man yeah. or, or something. That's so interesting that you say that actually because like thinking about it now, I think I look back to how I was when I was in high school and stuff and the way I crushed on people. Mm-hmm. It was so like, in, it was just infatuation. I was just like, oh my yeah, yeah. God. Like, and yeah. I would obsess over these people that I really didn't know. Yeah. And I don't feel yeah. that way about people now that I've actually been in a relationship and gotten to experience the good parts and bad parts of somebody mm-hmm. that you really love like yeah. it's so different now like i i don't feel like i feel infatuation like that anymore mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I don't think that i ever will again mm-hmm. oh yeah I, I feel like when you when you find that first crush 
Like when you have your first crush, like you remember. Yeah. yeah. Like, I really yeah. like her. Yeah. Like you don't you don't give a fuck how smart they are or how nice of a person they are. If they're mm-hmm. they, if they look good in your eyes, I want <laughs> them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nothing is gonna change my yeah. mind. I'm going for it. If they say no, I'm gonna still daydream about it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I had no self-respect in high school. I feel like the the guys that I crushed on when I was young, like they could have slapped me in the freaking face, and I would have been like, "You're so cute." (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the I think that's the funniest joke when people talk about celebrities, and they're like, (laughs) "He could punch me in the face." I'd be honored, and I would love it. (laughs) That's literally how it is. Like pre 15 year old relationships yeah like she could say i'm breaking up with you in a note and i will still love her tomorrow <laughs> yeah <laughs> who was who was your celebrity crush when you were a kid like that who did you feel that way about Ooh. um i think mine was daphne from the scooby-doo movie what? <laughs> <laughs> wait like like the like the live action ones or like yeah, the, the live action ones? The live the car- action ones. The cartoon. <laughs> like the cartoon Daphne. Whoa, Burridge. He's getting a little. He's getting a little. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was like in love with her. That's I think fair. it was like her hair or something. Something about her. I've never seen a Scooby-Doo movie. Oops. There's two Who's yours? Them. Who's yours? Mine was definitely Shawn Mendes. Oh. I remember you talking I about Shawn Mendes. I was a Luke and Callum girl. Really? Yes, I Callum, can, I can see Callum is still my celeb crush. Luke is getting married, and fifteen-year-old me is screaming violently. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. But he's he's marrying an Asian girl, so I'm super stoked. Oh, oh so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> no, there's not. He's getting married, but there there could have been one, and that yeah. makes me feel good. <laughs> what about you, Austin? I've been trying to think. That's why I'm glad that you were. I, I tried to <laughs> yeah. like divert it to Kendall. I figured it out, and I'm I'm thinking like people that I would see a lot on TV, mm. right? Carrie Underwood. Oh, really? And and here's why. So in in like the 2010, like two after I was like 10 ish, mm-hmm. that like era of my life to like high school, I watched a lot of football, and oh. and I and I and I remember multiple times sitting there with my dad or my sister or something and we're watching the Cowboys right. and when it, the Cowboys being like one of the more popular teams in the NFL they frequently get those primetime yeah. Sunday, Sunday night, night Monday football. night games yep. but they've had they would have the Carrie Underwood jingle mm-hmm. within <laughs> Sunday night football on NBC <laughs> she I I saw that and like being a a tween and 13 yeah, year old 14 year old it's sure. just like dang that is a woman right there <laughs> like she is gorgeous and I don't, I don't know what it is about her she's she i think i just had a big crush on her and then and then my eyes just turned to people at my school but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. honestly though that's fair she's hot she, is, she hot. is hot and that's a wrap thank you all so much for listening to the very first episode of the spilled milk podcast stay tuned for our episode coming out next week bye Peace. pew pew <laughs>